In their own words, a collection of Mormon quotations is a valuable resource when wanting to know what Mormon leaders have said on a number of topics related to the LDS faith. Compiled by Mormonism Research Ministries' Bill McKeever, In Their Own Words is available at mrm.org. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Why are we here and what are we supposed to be doing? Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry. And with me today is Eric Johnson, my colleague at MRM. Yesterday, we introduced to you, our listeners, a 70 in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, a man by the name of Adiyinka A. Oheteran. He is from Nigeria. He serves, as I said, in the first quorum of the 70. He became a 70 back in 2020. He spoke at the April 2022 General Conference in downtown Salt Lake City. And as I was mentioning yesterday, uh, there was a heavy theme throughout this conference. And this was the theme of keeping your covenant, stay on the covenant path. And Mr. O'Hedron's talk really doesn't hide that at all because the title of his message was The Covenant Path, The Way to Eternal Life. The subheading in the printed version on page 104 of the May 2022 Leahona magazine, which we might mention again, the May edition and the November edition of the Leahona magazine contains the transcripts of all the conference messages that were given a month previous. Well, in the subheading, it says the path to perfection is the covenant path, and Jesus Christ is the center of all ordinances and covenants. Now, certainly, we could debate that last portion, where does Jesus really have anything to do with any of this? But when he says the path to perfection is the covenant path, Mr. O'Hedron is not out of line in saying that, because that was emphasized in that very general conference. Yes. Even Russell M. Nelson made that very clear, who's the 17th president of the church. Bill, hasn't there been a saying in the church when it comes to general conference, it's about doing good and doing better, something like that. And I think we're seeing that here. And what we brought out yesterday is that there are many Christians who might think that the Latter-day Saints are coming our way as far as how to get salvation. And what does salvation mean? We talked a little bit about the difference in terms of the meanings of those terms. But this idea of the covenant path being stressed over and over again, we haven't seen such a concerted effort in the recent years as we have here in in the talks that are given in the April 2022 conference. We have an article on our website, mrm.org slash the covenant path with hyphens between the covenant path. And it includes articles on some of these talks that we've been talking about the past few weeks, including the one we're doing here. So you can go there and there are some links to these different articles. But I think this is important because your Latter-day Saint friends are hearing this in general conference. They're understanding what it is that, that their church teaches. And I think we as Christians need to have a good understanding of what they are being taught. That's why we're doing this. And I think we need to make a, a point about that, because when we talk about doing good works and being better than you were yesterday you know, and things like that, we're not trying to downplay that Latter-day Saints want to be good people. 
that's great. I think all of us, especially if we claim to be a religious people, would want to be good people. I know I want to be a good person. I want to do what I think is right in the eyes of God and so forth. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think maybe some Latter-day Saints may confuse why we criticize this so much. We criticize it because there's nowhere in the New Testament that says that we gain our salvation by our good works. The Apostle Paul made that very clear in Ephesians 2, 8, 9. It's not by works. As Paul told Titus in Titus chapter 3, verses 4 and 5, but when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Mercy has to be undeserved, but yet the theme throughout this general conference especially in April of 2022, was all about proving yourselves. In other words, you have to be worthy. But that's not how mercy operates. It operates on the unworthy. And I think that is missed sometimes. And what Mr. O'Hederan is going to say in his opening lines of his talk, where he tells the story of a powerful king who desired for his son to rule over one of his kingdoms, So this prince had to go and learn and grow in wisdom to sit on the throne. He said the king then sent him to a town where the prince was expected to prove his faithfulness to the king. Isn't that exactly what Latter-day Saints think they're doing? They have to prove their faithfulness to their king, the one they would call Heavenly Father or Elohim. This prince was given the opportunity to choose to receive privileges and responsibilities or not. So it was up to him. He had his free agency, as it's understood in LDS theology. Bill, uh, in that second paragraph that we talked about yesterday, he separates what is known as general salvation versus exaltation. I think he does a good job of it. He says, we have been sent to mortality by a loving Heavenly Father to enjoy the blessing of a body that would become immortal through the atonement and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So that gives you the possibility to go to one of three kingdoms of glory, which has been called general salvation. Then he talks about exaltation in the next part when he says we are expected to prepare to return to God's presence by proving that we will do all things whatsoever the Lord our God shall command us. This is what happens to us in the preexistence, and you said yesterday, Bill, that it's like being tested twice. We passed the first test because we chose Jesus over Lucifer at the council in heaven, so we were given the chance to have a body, which does give us the possibility of having immortality. But it's not eternal life, as the title of his talk says, the covenant path, the way to eternal life. The way you get eternal life, according to this speaker, as well as the previous speakers, is you have to keep the commandments continually and make those covenants that you promised to do. Well, let's talk about that, because this mortal probation that we are going through, and that's how the LDS Church defines it, we are being tested, as we've said, a second time, and we have to prove our faithfulness, and he uses that phrase here, and it's, he's not original on that at all. But what is this mortal probation? How has it been described by LDS leaders? What is Mr. O'Hederan talking about? Tenth President Joseph Fielding Smith, 
in his book called Doctrines of Salvation, Volume 1, page 69, said this, and I think he does a good job of explaining it. Importance of this mortal probation. This mortal probation was to be a brief period, just a short span linking the eternity past with the eternity future. Yet it was to be a period of tremendous importance. It would either give to those who received it the blessing of eternal life, which is the greatest gift of God, and thus qualify them for godhood as sons and daughters of our eternal Father. Or, if they rebelled and refused to comply with the laws and ordinances which were provided for their salvation, it would deny them the great gift, and they would be assigned after the resurrection to some inferior sphere according to their works. And then in italics, he says, this life is the most vital period in our eternal existence. Did you notice that little line there where he says, and thus qualify them for Godhood. See, that is still very much a part of LDS theology. I, I know there's even some Latter-day Saints that get a little bit shy about that, and they don't like to talk about that idea, but that's still very much a part of their, their theology. They will become gods if they do these things. How do you think their God came to be God? Because their God was not always God. This is why we've often emphasized we do not worship the same God at all. Our God was always God from all eternity to all eternity. But the God of Mormonism, according to Joseph Smith, he became God at some point in time. And how did he do that? He must have also had to have followed this covenant path. This isn't something that's new just for this planet. This is something that has been a part of the whole scheme of things, according to Mormon theology. Let me give you another quote. This is from 16th President Thomas S. Monson, and he gave this in a conference talk. Uh, it's recorded in Ensign, May 2012, page 91, in a talk called The Race of Life. How grateful we should be that a wise creator fashioned an earth and placed us here with a veil of forgetfulness of our previous existence so that we might experience a time of testing, an opportunity to prove ourselves in order to qualify for all that God has prepared for us to receive. There's that word qualify again. And I think that's a word that probably weighs very heavy on a lot of Latter-day Saints because they need to ask themselves, and that they're constantly at general conferences, especially in recent years, they seem to get it pushed in their face. Do you qualify? Do you qualify? Are you qualifying? Uh, there's always this emphasis on the individual having to do so many things. The covenant path is an expression that I think encapsulates what Latter-day Saints are supposed to be doing. If you're on the covenant path, you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing. Or as Mr. O'Hederan says here by citing Abraham 325 in the Pearl of Great Price, you're doing all things whatsoever the Lord our God shall command you. That's staying on the covenant path. If you do not do that, you're not staying on the covenant path. This is the duty of every Latter-day Saint if they hope to receive that exaltation, which is absolutely essential if they hope to be with their family throughout eternity. Now think about the burden of that in and of itself. If you're a Latter-day Saint father and you have a faithful wife and faithful children, they're all looking up to you to lead them into that celestial exaltation, what if you don't live up to that standard? 
what happens to them? So you can see what a heavy burden that would be on the individual husband alone, much less even the wife, the child. And yet we see many times where the children don't seem to have the same enthusiasm for the faith of Mormonism as their parents and how that must be disappointing to them, uh, even to some to the point of exasperation, you might think. One more quote. This is from 17th President Russell M. Nelson in uh, an article he did for the Ensign Magazine, February 2003, page 22. Life here is a mortal probation. Our thoughts and actions determine whether our mortal probation can merit heavenly approbation. And if there's any mistake as to how many of those commandments you must keep to stay on that covenant path in order to make sure that that you've done everything you should do during that mortal probation. Let's go back to Joseph Fielding Smith again, the 10th president. He said, mortal life is a probationary state where we are to be tried, proved as gold is tried in the crucible to see if we will keep all of the commandments. And you wonder why Eric and I get a little bit frustrated when we hear Christians tell us, no, my neighbor believes in salvation by grace just like we do. Well, your neighbor might. He might. I don't know your neighbor. But that is not what the leaders of the LDS Church have taught. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.